As we turn to Scripture, let us pray together. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, and in your truth find freedom. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 19. It's a story I suspect many of you know. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. If you grew up anywhere near a church, I bet there's a little song rolling around your head right now. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you calm down. For I'm going to your house today. Yes, I'm going to your house today. Really good. If you grew up in the church, you know that song. If you didn't grow up in the church, you think we're all crazy. But uh, <laughs> we know the song. We know the story. We even know what the story's all about. It's about Zacchaeus, the short, crooked tax collector who welcomes Jesus into his home and has a dramatic change of heart and finds salvation. Now, that is a fine story. But that may not be the whole story. In fact, that may not be the story at all. And on this All Saints Sunday, this day for remembering, it seems appropriate to take a few minutes to look at this story again, to see it again, to be sure we're remembering Zacchaeus rightly. So let's look at this story about a short, crooked tax collector who has a change of heart. Well, the one thing we know about Zacchaeus is that he was a wee little man. That's the first line of the song. But look at the text. Verse 3 says, Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus, but he couldn't see him because he was short. Because who was short? Zacchaeus or Jesus? Maybe Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus over the crowd because Zacchaeus was short. Or maybe Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus over the crowd because Jesus was short. If you go back and look at the original Greek, you actually can read it either way. We don't honestly know which one was the wee little man. Now, I think it's likely that this refers to Zacchaeus, not to Jesus, but it's not certain. 
And it does show us that we may not know this story as well as we think we do. Maybe Zacchaeus was a wee little man, we don't really know, but we do know that he was a crooked tax collector, right? Well, we know he was a tax collector, and tax collectors were unpopular. They worked for Rome, and Rome was the hated occupying power. So tax collectors were in bed with the enemy, and they were often dishonest. They would collect whatever Rome required of them, and then sometimes a little more on the side. So surely Zacchaeus, the tax collector, was crooked. That's what everyone in Jericho thought. That's why when Jesus invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house for dinner, the crowd begins to grumble. Jesus has just invited himself to the house of a notorious sinner. They couldn't believe he would associate with such a scoundrel. And we usually imagine what happens next as the part where Zacchaeus has a dramatic change of heart and goes from crooked to charitable. Our Bible translations have Zacchaeus say something like, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. But if you go back and look at the Greek, you see that that's actually not right. Zacchaeus is speaking in the present tense, not the future tense. He's not saying, I will in the future give half my possessions to the poor. He's saying, I already in the present give half my possessions to the poor. You see, he's not actually having a change of heart. He's defending himself against the crowd. I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've ever cheated anyone out of anything, I'll pay it back four times as much. So maybe Zacchaeus isn't crooked after all. So now, well, now we've messed up everything. This is no longer a story about a short, crooked tax collector who has a change of heart. He may or may not be short, but he's not crooked, and he's not having a change of heart. In fact, he may be one of the most generous people in all of Jericho, but no one in the crowd can see that. They are too busy using Zacchaeus as a scapegoat, blaming him for all the uncertainty in their lives. Now, just in case you think I'm making all this up, that I'm messing around with the story just to mess with your heads, do you know what the name Zacchaeus means? It means pure, innocent, righteous. Do you see, Luke has been setting us up this whole time. This was never a story about a crooked tax collector. All along it was a story about a pure man, a righteous man, an innocent man being unjustly condemned by the crowd. It is still a story about a change of heart, only it's not Zacchaeus who needs to change. Look at what Jesus says at the end of the story. Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. You see who Jesus is talking to. He's not talking to Zacchaeus. He's talking to the crowd. They are the ones who need a change of heart. Life was tough in Jericho. People lived with Rome's foot on their necks. They were angry. They were afraid. And they needed someone to blame, someone to take it all out on. So they found Zacchaeus, the perfect scapegoat because he worked for Rome. And the crowd took all its anger and all its fear and dumped it right on his head. But Jesus came to set them free. 
First, he sets Zacchaeus free from the crowd's lies. He's not a crooked tax collector. He's a son of Abraham, a child of God, like everyone else standing there. And then Jesus sets the crowd free, too. Zacchaeus is not the source of all their problems, and they can't keep using him as a scapegoat for all the fear and uncertainty in their lives. Salvation comes when both Zacchaeus and the crowd are set free and learn to live and find salvation together. Now, some of us here may be like Zacchaeus. Fairly or unfairly, we are judged by the crowd. We're not smart enough or strong enough or good enough or wealthy enough or pretty enough or holy enough. Sometimes we even start to believe what the crowd says. But Jesus came to remind us of who we really are. Despite what the crowd may say, we are children of God. That is our deepest and truest identity, and nothing and no one can take that away from us. But maybe more tempting is for us to play the part of the crowd, angry and afraid, looking for someone to blame, looking for a scapegoat. Our world, our world is changing so fast. None of us can really keep up. And uncertainty breeds fear, and fear breeds anger. And so we try to find a person or a group of people that we can blame for all the problems of the world, where we can take all our anger and all our fear and dump it right on their heads. I don't have to tell you, that's a huge part of the election season right now making us angry and afraid, offering up scapegoats to be sacrificed. Oh, it brings out the ugliest parts of the crowd. It brings out the ugliest parts of ourselves. It leads to the breakdown of relationships, the breakdown of families and communities. It feeds racism. It feeds anti-Semitism. It feeds violence. Jesus calls us to walk another way. And however you vote, I hope you will vote. I think it's a sacred obligation. It's good to remember on this Reformation Sunday that our tradition calls us not to escape from the world, but to be engaged with the world, to work for peace and justice, to make the world a better reflection of the kingdom of God. And voting is one way that we do that. Our tradition also tells us that we are all imperfect, that we are all fallen, that we are all in need of grace. So maybe, instead of anger and fear, we can bring a little grace with us into the voting booth, remembering that we are all children of God. In the end, we're all in this together. As long as we live with anger and fear in our hearts, there will always be crowds and there will always be scapegoats, innocent victims who must pay the price. Jesus knew that better than anyone, but he came to put an end to it. He came to bring salvation, not just personal salvation, but salvation for all of us, for all creatures and all creation, because all of our lives are tied together. We can't find true salvation 
so long as our world is filled with anger and fear. We can't find true salvation until we see Zacchaeus and all the other scapegoats of our world as children of God and welcome them home. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen.